Hi, this is Walter Montero, and you're listening to this week's edition of the Real Estate and Mortgage Show. Hey everybody, it's Walter Montero, and welcome to the last slash first episode of the uh, Real Estate Mortgage Show. I know that I had mentioned earlier this month that I wasn't going to be recording a uh, an episode later in the year, but I'm sort of riding on the cusp of the year, so by the time you're actually hearing this, this is the first episode of 2017, but nonetheless, I, I just wanted to give you a sort of a 2016 wrap-up and what I foresee happening in uh, 2017. So I got to tell you, 2016 is probably the absolute craziest year I've ever seen in my real estate career. I started in real estate in March of uh, 1987. I saw the craziness of the late 80s and then saw the crash of the 90s, and, uh, or 1990 specifically. And uh, quite honestly, the market has been pretty good for the most part since the recovery of the 1990 crash. But I got to tell you that I've never seen the activity like we're seeing now. I mean, basically, the activity we're seeing now is the stuff that I've always heard about going on in major centers, uh, specifically close to us. That would be the Toronto market. And uh, it's been pretty wild. Uh, When you're dealing with a listing, the listing sells basically immediately or quite honestly as soon as the seller wants to sell it and that's used, and that's basically because of this new form that sort of came into play the 244 form where the uh, the seller is instructing the agent not to entertain offers before a certain date and uh, quite honestly if those those forms didn't exist then these these properties would sell within the minute that they've got they've got listed on to the MLS so we're in a pretty wild market uh, I don't foresee it letting up. I've noticed over the holiday period, which is traditionally a slower time of year, not happening. It's, you know, of course, it is a slower time of year because there's not as many listings coming onto the marketplace. But the listings that are coming onto the marketplace, they're getting multiple offers and we're in the holiday season. So this is crazy stuff going on. And um, quite honestly, it's, like I said, it's like nothing I've ever seen before. So. I've got a, a few things that I just kind of want to go over with you. I see five different things happening in, in 2017, so I'm just going to go through them one at a time. Number one, the market insanity, I believe, will continue. I think there's just, I think the biggest reason for that is, of course, the lack of inventory. There's just not enough listings in the marketplace. There's not enough listings in GTA and there's not enough listings coming right down the 401 corridor and going on past Cambridge. So lack of inventory is probably going to be the biggest driver of that in terms of the market insanity continuing. Um, secondly, of course, the, the infrastructure work that's going on in our community, the expansion of the uh, the go, GO services coming into our area, the LRT being under construction and, you know, being, you know, well underway in terms of getting... Uh, completed. Not to mention that we we live in a community that is, you know, it is a bedroom community, but it is also not a bedroom community. There's a lot of people work right here in Cambridge, Kitchener, Waterloo, and we're not a one-horse town. We've got a lot of diversified employment. We've got financial services. We've got uh, manufacturing. We've got services. We've got so many different things going on in this community. It's a great place to live. So really, you know, that's just adding fuel to the fire. And furthermore, I think these low interest rates are just going to continue to fan that fire in terms of buyers coming into the marketplace. 
Now, having said that, interest rates. What's going on with interest rates? I personally think that interest rates are probably going to increase. They're probably going to go up. I don't think they're going to go up drastically, but I think they're going to go up a little bit. I'm going to predict somewhere about 150 basis points or 1.5% higher than what they are. And I'll tell you why I think that. Okay, first of all, the changes that happened to the mortgage rules in October, I think are going to have start to have an impact on the marketplace. First and foremost, it, it has really hurt the monoline lenders because the monoline lenders, your, your first nationals, your Canadianas, your uh, street capitals, those types of lenders, those guys have been very dependent on being able to sell their book of business to investors based on the fact that they can insure or back insure their book of business and sell it to the investor. Now that that option is gone, then I think being able to sell their book is going to get more and more difficult. So I think you're going to see a lot of these monoline lenders disappear out of the marketplace completely. And the ones that are left behind, you're going to notice that their rates are going to start to creep up because in order to entice investors to want to buy their book, they're going to have to offer higher rates. Of course, as a result of that, let's face it, banks are not our friends. And the only reason they give us good rates is because they've got monolines nipping at their heels and they've been sort of the big equalizer in terms of giving the customer better interest rates in the marketplace. And when you eliminate that competition, uh, banks are going to capitalize on that. They're going to push rates up and uh, they're going to um, they're going to they're going to get a little bit more money out of the customer. Um, the other thing, of course, is that the the risk-sharing policy in terms of how CMHC is going to be dealing with losses is going to have an impact on the marketplace. Because now, up until now, uh, basically, if there was ever a loss in an insured mortgage, uh, that was 100% in the hands of the insurer, CMHC or G- Genworth or who ha- what have you. Now that the risk is going to be shared between the lender and the insurer, so in other words, almost like a deductible like you have on your car insurance, that cost is going to get pushed back on to us as the borrowers. So what that's going to do to interest rates, it's going to drive them up. There's no question about it. And then I guess the wild card in all of that in terms of interest rates is what's going on south of the border. We've got this rogue new president that's taking office in January. Who knows what Trump is capable of? Who knows how the markets are going to receive him? Up to now, they seem to be somewhat positive, but you never know with this guy. You know, he does a couple crazy things, then all of a sudden the market's going to, to get uneasy. And quite honestly, I understand the Fed there has got a mandate that they want to start seeing interest rates going up. So we, we can't live on an island forever. Our dollar is already taking a hit. I bought some Canadian dollar or some American dollars today through PayPal. And, you know, I, I was under 72 cents. So quite honestly, we don't do something to interest rates and they're doing something in the States. You can expect that Canadian dollar to sink even further. So I don't think that that's going to happen. As far as our, our dollar is concerned, I think it probably might go down a bit. But we can't let it free fall based on the interest rate factor. So that's why I think interest rates are going to go up. My third prediction, of course, is the rental market is going to continue to go crazy. In fact, I think it's going to go crazier than than the resale market. And quite honestly, you know, I think there's a couple of reasons for that. 
First and foremost is the new mortgage rules have basically shut a lot of buyers out of the marketplace, which is going to force them to either stay or go into the rental market, okay? So, you know, these young people that are coming into the marketplace, they're not going to be able to buy a house because now they're going to, they have to qualify on the benchmark rate when they have less than 20% down. That's going to really have a factor on on whether they can buy or not. There's still a lack of supply. There's a lack of supply on the buyer side. There's a lack of supply on the rental side. I know we deal in rentals from time to time, and whenever we put one onto the system, uh, things go nuts in terms of of tenants calling about it and wanting to rent the property. So I I think that that's just going to continue to drive rents up and... um, I, quite honestly, I still think that the rental market continues to be underserved. Uh, there's not enough new construction of, of rental properties going on, you know, and there's all kinds of reasons for that. I think probably the, the provincial laws that are in place in terms of uh, what kind of rights the tenants have to a property, I think that probably plays a big role. But uh, nonetheless, it continues to be a market that's underserved, and it's just going to drive rents through the roof, Okay. Uh, my fourth prediction is uh, with regards more to the actual practice of the real estate business. And I think that uh, real estate teams, which we're seeing more and more of now, are are going to almost become the new normal. You know, back when I first started in the real estate business, real estate agents sort of started on their own. They They kind of, you know, just kind of bumped their way around. Everybody, you know, there was no real teams involved. But now they, they seem to be very, very common. And uh, quite honestly, I think for a young person coming into the real estate business today with so much to learn and so much to know and the very heavy expenses that are involved in the real estate business, it's very, very hard to to do it on your own. Now, can you do it on your own? I personally think you still can, but is there an advantage to these people joining a team and, you know, maybe becoming a buyer's agent or, you know, uh, articling under a veteran agent. I think that's definitely uh, beneficial to a younger person. And um, so I think you're you're going to see that being the new normal. And I'm doing air quotes there. And, uh, of course, the demands of today's buyer. You know, we're living in a world now where we're plugged in 24-7. So, you know, pagers and emails and and texting and what have you. When a buyer wants service, they're going to demand it and they're going to demand it right away. And of course, you know, you can't be everywhere always. So unless you put together some sort of team service package, there's no way that you're going to be able to put up with the demands of today's consumer. And my, my fifth prediction is with regards to the mortgage business, and that is regarding private money. And I think private money is going to really have a big comeback into the marketplace. Private investors are are going to uh, have an opportunity to lend to borrowers that, um, quite honestly, have had disappeared for the longest time out of the marketplace because because of the rules that existed in the in the mortgage world before. Lenders were very aggressive in lending money out. Well, now that, you know, their hands have been slapped, so to speak, you know, these opportunities have, uh, have really increased because now when, when a bank used to say yes, now they're saying no. And, um, you know, a lot of people are still wanting to buy or sell property 
And that's when these opportunities for private investors to fund either first mortgages or second mortgages is really going to increase. We've seen a very big explosion in the presence of mortgage investment corporations, MIX, what we call MIX. These are small groups of lenders that lend to you know, the non-conforming borrower. And uh, we're only seeing more and more of that. And not to mention, you know, there's not a lot of faith in the, in the, in the stock market that investors continue to grow more and more weary with, with the, you know, the stock market. And, and they're, they're quite concerned about that. So, you know, obviously this is going to have an impact with more money wanting to come into this space, wanting to invest in real estate. And, and quite honestly, if it's something that you've ever even considered, give us a call because we've got, uh, We've got opportunities that come up all the time, and this is something that you can actually invest in within your RSP portfolio. So if it's something that you're interested in or want to know more about, give me a call. You can reach me at 519-624-9222. I'd be happy to discuss it. One of my favorite subjects. Uh, my wife and I have been doing this for years and years, so uh, I would heavily encourage you to have a very good look at this. This could certainly uh, turn around your RSP portfolio and really make it flourish. And not to mention, you know, because we have such a busy market that if you ever do have an investment in a mortgage that all of a sudden goes wrong or, you know, they default, the market is so liquidable right now that, you know, by the time a borrower gets himself in a jam in terms of lending or borrowing that money, they um, they can get themselves out of it because the market is so hot. So they can sell that property, give the investor back their money, and, and everybody's good to go. But there's still due diligence you have to practice there. So I don't want to sound like this is a, a no-brainer. It isn't. Okay, there are, there are some things that you need to know. And uh, I would heavily encourage you to even, you know, consider buying my course, which is the RSPMortgageInvestor.com. That's where you can find it basically gives you a whole rundown of how you can invest in mortgages using your RSP. Okay, so those are my five predictions. I hope I shed some light on uh, what's what I think is going to happen in 2017. Uh, For me, it is December 29th when I'm recording this. So I want to wish you and your family a very happy 2017. Probably by the time you're listening to this, it is 2017. Hope the holidays were really good to you. I wish you nothing but prosperity and health in 2017. And I want to thank you for being a loyal listener to the Real Estate Mortgage Show. We're going to try and and put out more and more information in the new year. And we're also talking about spinning off and doing another show where we're actually talking to people in the business and, uh, you know, realtors, mortgage brokers, home inspectors, lawyers, and uh, we're going to call it Canada's Top Agents. And um, anyway, I'm kind of looking forward to that. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to talk to all those people involved in the real estate business across the country, maybe even some investors. I'm, I'm part of the RAIN group, so I'm, I'm going to try and reach out to some of my RAIN members to come on to the show and, uh, and talk a little bit about real estate investing as well. So I think you're going to love it. Thanks again for listening, and happy 2017. And that is a wrap. Talk to you later. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of the Real Estate Mortgage Show. If you have any real estate questions, please direct them to me at 519-624-9222 
or walter at maximumresults.ca or you can find me online at www.cambridgehouses.com. If your interests are in mortgages, please feel free to call 519-624-9222 or email Karen at Karen at MaximumResults.ca or you can find her online at www.m as in Mary, R as in Roger, financial.ca. Thanks again for listening and I hope you have a great week.